sack Is that all you get for your money? And if that's what you have in mind Yeah, if that's what you're all about Good luck moving up Cause I'm moving out Good morning and welcome to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate team, sitting here with Becky Ivins. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Mark. I'm doing great. Good. We've got a fun show today. We do. We do. I'm I'm excited about this. We're going to be talking about the seven deadly sins of buying. Now, back a few weeks ago, we did the seven deadly sins of selling, and that was on August 13th. And if you want to go back and listen to that show... You can subscribe to podcasts wherever you find podcasts, the iHeartMedia app, the uh, iTunes, Spotify, or you can go to BeckyIvans.com, click on radio, and you'll see it right there. So, so we're the seven deadly sins of home buyers. The home buyers. So let's just kick it off. We just start with the first one, which is greed. Okay. So in order to, I mean, sometimes home buyers want everything and still want to buy the home. So uh, they start throwing in that they want the seller to pay all their closing costs and they want the seller to provide the top shelf home warranty. They want the seller to close when it's most convenient for the buyer. They want the seller to accept basically their terms and less money so when you're greedy you often don't get to buy the house you might find the house that's just perfect for you but you don't get to buy it because you're too greedy that's one of those those items are things that are we have to put within the contract that are often not known up front to most people if they haven't bought or sold a home before over are you providing a home service agreement? Are you providing who's paying the closing costs and for whom? And that through the years have changed, hasn't it? Well, traditionally, yes. I mean, there's a certain set of of cost of a real estate transaction that belong to the seller. And there's a certain amount of costs that belong to the buyer. If the buyer gets financing, the cost of the financing belongs to the buyer. The costs are very little outside the mortgage. (laughs) But the cost of getting a mortgage can be quite high. You've got to pay five or six hundred dollars for an appraisal. You've got to pay forty or fifty dollars for a credit report. Uh, you've got to pay for inspections if you want to have a property inspected. Uh, you have to buy title insurance because your mortgage company requires it that their loan be insured against your default, right? (laughs) Uh, So you also have to do the PMI. So there's lots of insurances to purchase. There's homeowner's insurance. There's private mortgage insurance. uh, There's title insurance. And those almost all are in conjunction with a mortgage. And they're costly. Nowadays, people are buying interest down. They don't want to say you get quoted... uh, six and a quarter percent interest but you don't want to pay six and a quarter you want to pay five and a half well you have to buy that insurance down so what you do is have prepaid interest and we call that points and the prepaid interest buys your 30-year rate 
interest rate down a little bit. And, you know, that's fluctuating a lot right now because the market is not accustomed to this over the last, oh, my goodness, 15 years at least. Nobody has really been buying interest down. The interest has been pretty cheap, so you don't buy it down. Uh, so the points is 1% of your mortgage amount. So if you you're more you buy a house for 250, you put 50,000 down and you mortgage 200, it's going to cost you to buy 3 points is going to cost you $6,000. Well, the seller can pay that for you if you ask them to, but will they? Don't be too greedy. <laughs> As so greedy, greed is one of the seven deadly sins. <laughs> this is where you know we've repeated on this show many times where it's not rocket science here. Where every seller wants to sell for the most, every buyer wants to buy for the least. You're trying to discover is there an overlap of those two? We can have a sell. I'm shocked sometimes when buyers don't really know what their loan is costing them, like how much. And this is where I always encourage them, if you, don't, if you don't have clarity, contact SWBC. Even if you have a pre-approval from some other national lender or some other, just call SWBC, talk to Dean Riddell, Matt McLean. They will walk through, where you make sure you have an apples-to-apples apples comparison because some of those lender amounts change dramatically from one lender to another. Right. So there are some fixed fees and there are some that are calculated on percentages. So you really need to know what that is. You know, uh, the uh, HUD, RESPA, there's all sorts of CFPB. There's all sorts of government agencies that control the real estate, how we practice real estate. A few years ago, they overhauled everything and said, No, we're not having all these admin fees and underwriting fees and doc prep fees and all the fees that lenders were charging because they would just call it something else and add a fee. We're going to have one fee, and it's called a bundle fee, and that includes everything charged by the lender. Well, that didn't last very long because, uh, oh, yeah, it's still the rule, but lenders have found a way around that to be able to charge different things, right? So going to a good lender, and I am I tell you the lender I went to when I got my mortgage, and that is SWBC Mortgage. So give them a call. They will sit down and talk to you. And if you decide not to get a mortgage from them, no skin off our back or yours. You've taken up a little bit of time, and they love to educate you. Uh but they do have competitive rates, too, so you may decide to stay there. But call them. It is 405-858-7770. Or you can always go to my website. Just go to BeckyIvans.com. There is a tab across near the top. There's a set of tabs. Just look at the right-hand side one, and it says Becky's Favorites. And those folks there don't pay anything to be on that website. That what they do is they earn my business. So you're not going to find uh, hundreds of listings there. You're going to find, I think there are just two lenders there. Uh, 
and you're going to find a painter and a tile setter and things like that that are going to help you out. So it's BeckyIvans.com and go to that little tab on the right-hand side. So what's our next deadly sin? So this next one has been the deadliest sins for the past two years for buyers, which is slothfulness. Well, maybe. <laughs> some some were very quick, but most were not. Uh, but our market has really changed a lot. The days of the uh, 25 offers on one property are gone for now, but that doesn't mean that they're not coming back ever. But they, uh, but don't drag your feet. So certain price ranges in certain pockets and neighborhoods, little sections of the city, still have multiple offers. They go for above list price. They go for above what a property is going to appraise for. And if you want it, you're going to have to act very quickly and be real strong with it. You have to have your pre-qualification letter from a reputable lender in order to compete for the prime properties still. So don't be a sloth. Don't drag your feet, as we in Oklahoma say. You, you have to stay, get prepared before you do anything. Know what your mortgage costs are going to be. Get your mortgage qualification in line. Talk to your insurance guy and figure out, well, about what's insurance going to cost at my new place. When you buy a car, I bet you talk to your insurance person and go, what's the insurance going to cost on this car? I always did. I, I didn't buy many sports cars while my, I had teenage boys in the house for that very reason. <laughs> Too much insurance. For new buyers, I always use this analogy or often use this analogy of buying your first home. It's often like jumping off the high dive for the first time. I remember at at uh, Ripper Park down in Bethany, jumping off the high dive that was there. You had to climb up. You had to prepare your mind for what you got already. And then when you got to the end, you just had to decide to jump. When we've done all our homework, when we've checked all the boxes, when this is the right property, you can't let fear stop you jump. You're going to love the splashdown. We're going to come right back with more on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. We are talking here about the seven deadly sins of buyers. And so we've talked about greed We've talked about sloth. Our next one is envy. Envy. Okay. Now, this can take a lot of different turns. This is my take on it, okay? You need to go in to your realtor with a written list of things you absolutely have to have. And then a list of things that you really want really bad. And see how that fits in your price range, in your budget. Uh, You can't let envy take over and be envious of the people that can afford more right now. I mean, you have to take your situation and buy your must-haves and uh, just don't let envy take over. Yeah, this is one of those where we always list your must-haves and your want-to-haves. And those change in time as you work with buyers. 
because people discover some of the things they thought were must-haves were really just kind of I would really like, or they were this. My parents told me I needed, my kids told me we needed, my neighbor told me we needed, or I saw that uh, my best friend had this particular feature, and so I really felt like I had to have it. Well, and the thing is, you you have to have what's important to you and your family. A good example of this is people who say, I want four bedrooms. That's a must-have because we've got three bedrooms now, and I don't want the kids to have to share a room. They're going into high school. They don't want to share a room, and so we, we have to have four bedrooms. Then they ask, they get down the road, and they ask to see a three-bedroom house. And, I mean, our comment is always, let's revisit our list. What's more important to you? Have your must-have your list, has that changed? Must you have a two-car garage still? Must you have four bedrooms? Well, that was initially why we wanted to move is because our kids wanted four bedrooms, but we can't afford a house with four bedrooms and a swimming pool. And we want to see this one with a pool because we think the kids will be happy to share a room if they can have a swimming pool. Well, that's that's one of those strategy sessions where you have a little sit down and redo your list because maybe there are other homes that have a pool that you want to look at. Uh, do you want to look at a two-bedroom with a pool? Are you willing to put all four of those kids in one room if you get the swimming pool? So getting uh, personal with the must-haves and the wants. Fenced yard is one of them, a big fenced yard. I'll never forget a client that said, well, the main thing is we have to have a big backyard. We've had always had a big backyard. We love our big backyard. And it was like the Myriad Gardens. It was a beautiful backyard. And I said, I want to show you this house. And we looked and looked, couldn't find what they were looking for. I said, I want to show you this house, but honestly, the backyard's like a postage stamp. Well, then why do you want to show it to us? I said, because the house fits your family so well, and I want you to think about it. You've been playing outside with your kids, but in the last two or three years, have you really? Because the kids were getting up like into middle school, and they had three kids, and uh, so... They wanted a four-bedroom house, weren't sure they were going to be able to afford it. And it was a four-bed, three-bath, and they bought it and have been so happy with that house. They're still in it, and that's got to be, oh, that's got to be 35 years ago. Wow. So, yeah. That kind of takes us into our fourth uh, area here, which is pride. And there gets right into, sometimes, especially with buyers, they they think this is the main focus of what they want. Mm-hmm. And then as they get in and discover, there's other needs that their family has. There's other needs they personally have. Right. Well, the thing of pride, yeah, take pride in what you purchase. But don't be too proud to buy something within your budget. I mean, the budget rules all if you want to have a life. <clears throat> and a lot of people say, well, I... 
don't want to buy this much house because I still want to have a life. I still want to go out to eat three times a week. I still want to do all this stuff. And so you kind of have to swallow your pride and buy within your means. I had a uh, buyer recently that had uh, budget was the number one factor because they were paying cash. They wanted to pay cash. And so there was a set amount that they were wanting. And so I was showing them that the area that they think that they desire, there is two houses that fit that criteria. I said, here's the other areas in the city where the same type or the same uh, parameters money-wise are there. Have you thought about these areas? And so then we started to have that conversation. They had just never thought about those other areas. It wasn't right. that they were – it was just not on their radar. Right. And so we started talking through kind of what their needs were. Joe in our office just did that too. Some people were just dead set on like Piedmont, and they ended up buying – uh, over more like by Will Rogers Airport area, uh, because it was what they really wanted. It was good access to the highway where they purchased, and they're very happy with that purchase. So, uh, the pride thing is just one of those things where you've got to, uh, just be proud of what you've got, but don't let your pride guides you to the point to where you make the wrong decision for your family. When I'm working with buyers, there's usually one or two things that are leading the charge of making their decision. Sometimes it's budget is the number one thing. Sometimes it's a school uh, or a, a particular school that's leading it. Sometimes it's uh, being close to a particular work area. Um there's there's usually one driving factor, but as you get into it, they discover what they thought was that driving factor begins to change sometimes. Right, especially when it's close to a school because a kid's got school activities and the kid's getting ready to be a senior. Mm-hmm. And you're going, oh, well, I'm not going to have to. That's one year. Right. Maybe you wait till next year to buy. And, you know, so, I mean, there's different things, but – we have what we call a strategy session where we sit down and discuss with buyers what they're looking for and how they can get it. Particularly, they guide us as to the part of town they want to live in, typically. And like you said, you will, you'll go ahead and open it up for them and say, have you considered these other parts of towns that you could live in? And uh, just... Get the major things. We major on the majors, minor on the minors. Yeah, and all those things are levers that you have to adjust. That if uh, when if budget is one part, square footage, number of bedrooms, number of bathrooms, and so we have to have the conversation of this house that you're looking for is, does not exist. So which one of these do we need to adjust? Yeah, I mean, it exists if you double your budget and add thirty thousand dollars. That has always then it 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 shows up. If that's not an option, then what are the other ones that we're going to adjust? Yeah, and sometimes it's size of home, sometimes it's area of town, or particular school system, or something like that. There's a lot of things we can adjust. Age, how much update's been done. Uh, size of lots, all those things we adjust along the way. 
So when we come back, we'll be talking about more of the seven deadly sins of buyers here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate Team here with Becky Ivins, and we're talking about the seven deadly sins of buyers, and it's time for our word of the day. Our word of the day is brought to you by Robin's Roofing, where their word every day is trust. You can trust Robin's Roofing from a small repair to a complete replacement. Give them a call at 728-3700. That's 405-728-3700. Becky, what's our word of the day? Gluttony. It's the next of the deadly sins. And gluttony is habitual greed or excess, always wanting more. See, I feel like we went wrong with the sponsorship here, that we just reversed it. We should have had this one sponsored by Casa Perico and the last one sponsored just this one time. We can sinfully exercise gluttony (laughs) at Casa Perico, can't we? (laughs) We missed the opportunity. But here it's like always just wanting more, and more is better. Well, more is not always better, okay? Like square footage is a good example of that. Someone says, well, I've got to have at least 1,800 square feet. Well, okay, you can get 1,800 square feet. But when they say they want at least 1,800 square feet, tell me what that looks like in rooms. I mean, do you need, how many bedrooms do you absolutely have to have? And how many do you uh, have now? Why do you need the extra one? Is it really for a home office? So would it be better on the other side of the house? Tell me what your what your life looks like so that we can fit that up. And not always is bigger better. Uh, sometimes some of the newer properties that have the taller ceilings, you just need the feeling of space, and that gives it to you without purchasing more square footage. And you got to think about utility bills, uh, taxes, insurance payments on this extra footage if you don't need it you're really spending a lot of money on something you don't use if you just use the master bedroom the kitchen and the bathroom of your house well yeah you probably want to buy a house that's got a living room and that maybe has an extra bedroom but do you really need those two extra bedrooms do you really need two living rooms Uh, or do you need those one time a year if you need them one tiny year, you could just go rent an Airbnb here in the metro and rent a great big house for when the family comes in. And it would be cheaper than owning it all year long. So you can be exercise of gluttony in square footage uh, pretty easily. One of the big things that I will see for buyers is on square footage is a lot of times usability for those square footage changes on like how much is gobbled up in hallways. We don't spend time in hallways. We 
there are ways to get to rooms that we do spend time. You know, it's really funny because some people really enjoy a hallway because of the privacy it offers. And that, so again, having that discussion uh, right. about what's your life like. I sold a house to some friends of ours from our Sunday school class, and the floor plan was so different. I've never seen another floor plan like this. It's perfect for them. They've got two grown children that do not live here. They live elsewhere, and they come back, and they have a private bedroom and bathroom right by the front door. I mean, it's off the hallway, the big grand. It's got a grand entryway, so it's a very wide entryway. But uh, there's just a bedroom and bathroom on one side of the hall, bedroom and bathroom on the other side of the hall. And then toward the back of the house is the master bedroom. And there's really no hallways in this house. It's Everything's off the grand entry or off the back entry, basically. And it's perfect for them. Some people would see that as just not having any privacy because your bedroom door is right there off the hallway. Well, and then other people see it as great privacy. So having that sit down is really good to do that. In my home, I have a a little three-foot hallway that just turns to the master that keeps the master away from opening up to the living room. It's just, just one little... I thank God for that turn. I think my kids thank God for that turn because yes. it keeps them out of counseling. I know. Do you know? I and <laughs> I love your house, and I, that's that is one of the best floor plans I've oh, ever seen. It's is your house. I I completely agree mm-hmm. with you. Yeah, we love it. We it's love it. perfect for yeah. especially for your family. For our family, it works great. For my, you know, we have those who are heading off to college and a couple that are left at home and. And uh, but our master flows off of the living room, but it has that just that one that little, little hallway privacy little, nook. Yes, yeah, keeps, keeps everybody safe. So, all right. So our next one after gluttony is wrath, wrath, wrath. Well, anger. Hey, you take this one, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> the so, uh, I I have I so buyers. I'll tell you an example of one that I had a buyer that was very angry because they had felt like something had been mis- misrepresented in a in a in one of our transactions that the square footage going back to square footage that was being presented was not the square footage that was in that home. He just knew it was it was off by a few hundred square feet. And, and we're not talking about a a, a, a- 6,000 square foot home. We're talking about more like 14 or 15 or something like that. About that. And so he's like, I'm only coming up with about a thousand square feet. And, and I, I just said, let's, let's go measure it together. Yeah. So, because for, with my job, and I've heard you say this to many of client is to keep a business head in the midst of what can be an emotional roller coaster transaction. I mean, there's, there's lots of emotion that goes on. With buying and well, selling, we acknowledge home. that emotion. Absolutely, but we try to keep the wrath under <laughs> under some if, sort of control. Because if you act out of anger instead of out of factual information, uh, you can ruin your own deal and make somebody on the other side so uncomfortable that they don't want to deal with you. So 
if you feel yourself getting up in arms about something, first of all, don't hold it in. Talk to your realtor about it and then come up with uh, a solution. On your solution of the square footage, the measuring is the perfect thing to do. Yeah, this is a square footage. There there should be uh, – There's certainly people can – uh, differ in how they measure a house when it comes to square footage. It can be off by a few feet, typically. Yeah, it's not going to be off by several hundred But it's not going to be off by several hundred of feet. And that was, and so we said, let's just find out the facts. And then certainly, if it's something that's been misrepresented, that's certainly something to be angry at, isn't it? Well. But let's figure out if that's what's happening. Well, it's something to be concerned about. Because you don't want to overpay based on the square footage, right? Right. However, uh, on the square footage, a lot of people don't know how to measure the square footage of a house. And you measure it as an appraiser measures it, which is the exterior veneer. So a rock house could be quite a bit smaller inside than a wood frame house because the rock takes up so much space on the house but you measure the exterior veneer so whether it's brick rock stucco whatever it is on the outside you measure corner to corner on the exterior of the home you can't go inside and start measuring rooms and adding it together if you do that you've missed closets you've missed hallways you've missed the walls themselves which are interior living space do they measure from exterior points because the internal can change, but typically the external doesn't unless a piece has been added on? They to... measure from the external points because that's the standard in the industry, and it always has been. That's the way architects measure. They ha- architects actually have two measurements. They have frame veneer, and they have brick, rock, whatever the external covering is. They have that veneer. So... Uh, there's, but there's a standard of measurement. So I've never thought about how rock, like a rock home could mm-hmm. be like off as far as square footage uh, because of the thickness of the veneer. Well, it's not off. It's, it's not off. You it's measure the exterior, yeah. but the interior rooms are going to be smaller because I, I sold one one time where the exterior walls averaged, they were different, is a very old house, averaged. 18 inches so yeah the livability of that's not was it going to be 2400 feet it was going to be more like 2200 feet by the time you take out you know all the rock so it's just a it's but there is a standard of measurement on that so oh that's uh that's rock veneer i know it's a personal preference but i love the look of a rock veneer house and we'll get back and we're going to be talking about lust <laughs> when we come back on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move News Radio 1000 KTOK. Uh-huh. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, and it's time for our smoking hot deal. Our smoking hot deals brought to you by Casa Perico Mexican Grill, located on the south corner of 122nd and Penn and on 63rd, just west of Meridian, and soon coming to Yukon, Casa Perico, fresh hot Mexican food. Okay. Are, are you ready for it? I'm ready. 
Well, we've talked a lot today about doing our uh, strategy session and our sit down with our client. Our smoking hot deal that we choose each week is just a good deal in the market for a particular buyer. It's not a good deal for everybody. So what we encourage you to do is to sit down with us, get on a Zoom call or a telephone call. Let's talk about what is your smoking hot deal because we can locate something for you that is going to be uh, the perfect deal for you. You know, the five acres might not be your deal. The condo might be your deal or vice versa, or maybe suburbia, maybe a loft down at Midtown might be your deal. So your smoking hot deal is something that we can handle individually. So do just give us a call. Our phone number is actually pretty easy. Everyone knows we're in the 405, right? But it's 722-3232, 722-3232. Or you could always go to the website. Go to BeckyIvans.com. And there's also there's two tools that are on our website that are available to you. One is a home valuation tool. You can put in your own home, and it will set up a uh, alert for you over what's happening around your home that has sold lately. You want to see what's sold in the past month. It'll send to you once a month over what's sold right around you so that you can keep up with what's happening around you. Or you can create your own search of going, you know, if the ideal home came along, I would really be interested. Well, just put in your ideal now, home and let I'm, it alert you. I'm a fan of ideal homes, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> That happens to be a brand here in the metro. <laughs> but your perfect home, your dream your home. Your dream home. Uh, and we will alert you, and we'll take you to see it. Or you can say, nope, my timing's changed, and we'll be patient with you until your timing yeah, is right. I could just go to – you can have your own home creation and just – Oh, the- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, right. spouting off having, brands having here, right? Puns with, puns with, yes. home, with home builder names. Yeah, right. All right. So our last, last one is lust. Well, and what is lust? It is a very strong desire. So how does that fit into a sin of a home buyer? Well, one of the things, especially that happens when it is a very competitive, is their uh, buyers fall in love with one particular home, and feels like they get their little hearts crushed when their their offer doesn't win, and that is something we have to uh, really plan of going. Uh, if this is your perfect, this is your dream. This is what you want then we have to make the very best offer we can, knowing we've done the best we can. And how do we make that very best offer, Mark? Is it always price? It is not always price. One of the things that that we will do is we will call the listing agent and ask, what really matters to this seller? Is it timing? Is it um, it strong earnest money? Yeah. Check? Is it must they have cash? Uh, and I'll tell you, you can buy a house for cash, even if you require a loan. Did you know that? You can requ- you can put your money up and put 
that you're getting a mortgage, say an 80% loan-to-value mortgage, so the seller will cooperate with the loan, but put up a, if you know you're qualified, and I mean, I wouldn't hesitate to know that I'm qualified. I've paid all my bills on time. I've had a steady income, that kind of stuff. You know if you're qualified or not, if you've gone to a really good lender, especially. So you can get a loan, but your offer doesn't have to be subject to your getting a loan. So you put up a big earnest money deposit, maybe a $10,000 earnest money, and say, I'm getting a loan, but this is not subject to my ability to get the loan. So... If you can't get the loan, you give up your $10,000, so you better be pretty sure that you're going to get the loan. But that way you can compete with a cash offer with a bigger earnest money check than that cash offer has, by the way. Uh, That is likely going to win the deal for you. This is one of the parts of the real estate business that I love is figuring out what's going to make the deal work. Sometimes I feel like we needed a fine arts degree. So we need, it is. We need to be so creative on that kind of thing, right? It's not always one size fits all. Um, the there are, we are guided by a contract, and the contract. If you know the contract, then you understand the parts that can be adjusted, the parts that can be qualified in different ways in order to make the deal work for both parties involved. And if you create that win-win scenario, most likely you're going to get the home. So kind of as a matter of a review, what are some of the things that a home buyer should not be doing? Uh, well, they should not go into this without a household budget, basically, right? You need to know what you can afford, yep. not just what the mortgage guy says you can afford right because you you might be able to afford more you might be able to afford less maybe you've got a special needs child that requires a lot of copays so that would be you've got to know your household budget you also really have to know the other parts that are going to be required for you to have cash on hand like you have to pay your insurance a year in advance You'd have to have your uh, inspection fee ready to go. You need to have clarity. I I tell buyers all the time, you're going to be surprised by a lot of things in moving. Moving always has surprises. I don't want money to be one of them. So we're going to be really, really clear when it comes to money. And get pre-qualified. I mean, you've got your household budget. You know what you can afford. But then find out what your mortgage gal or guy qualifies you for solidly mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, you have to have a priority list of what is important to you in your home search what truly is important to you uh, and you should not rely on the internet internet to preview all properties uh, there's such a thing. Remember glamour shots? <laughs> uh, there's there are those things that are are not as they seem, right? And we've talked about the internet previews of things. Ours actually are really good because 
we don't just show a bedroom, a picture of a bed with nice pillows on it. We show the opposite side showing literally take a walk. Well, you can on our properties, you can, but you'll, you'll find out how many windows there are in each room, which direction they're facing, what's the closet space in each room. So, but most internet sites are not quite as comprehensive as our website is on that. So, uh, you you can't rely only on the internet, right? And then you have to ask questions. Ask questions about the house. Rely a little bit on your uh, property inspection. You have to rely on the the disclosure, but ask questions about the house so that you know exactly what it is. And then... Don't include a bunch of contingencies in your offer and expect it to be accepted. So, I, The wording I use all the time is let's give this seller a reason to say yes. Yes. Cause the seller to take action in your favor. Yep. Thanks for being with us this week on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. You can share this through podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartMedia app. We look forward to be with you next week on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK.